Hello, everyone. I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Good morning, queens. We're excited. We have Dr. Haley Perlis. Am I going to pronounce that correctly? Yeah, you did. Perlis. Um, All right. (laughs) Well, first off, you have quite an incredible background. Can you tell us how you came about this area with mental skills and sports and um, why you decided to be such a well-rounded clinician? Uh, yeah, let me see if I can tell the, the elevator pitch. I was, um, <laughs> I knew I wanted to be a sports psych gal when I was 12 years old and I was a downhill ski racer and I was competing in a pretty big championship for my age. And just about, just about 30 seconds before it's my turn to compete, my coach pulled out a hundred dollar bill and told me that he was betting on me to win. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a pretty cool experience because I remember thinking to myself, wow, that's pretty cool. If a coach um, believes in me so much, so much that he's willing to bet on me, why shouldn't I believe in myself? And mm-hmm. I, I ended up winning that race, but I knew, you know, I didn't know at 12 years old exactly what was going on, but I knew something from the neck up had. Two weeks later, that coach brought a sports psychologist to come and speak to my team. And I went home and told my parents that that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. Oh, and cool. uh However, interestingly enough, as I was learning sports psychology and going through graduate school, so a master's and PhD, um, I was kind of, you know, looking and investigating and following sports psychologists, and I didn't really necessarily love what I was seeing. So I, I kind of decided, and I didn't really want to work for anybody. I wanted to have my own. I guess I have an entrepreneurial spirit too. So as soon as I graduated with my master's, even though I was still in school doing my PhD, I started my own consulting practice. And then just kind of cold called around to see where I could speak and where I could teach where other sports psychologists were not. And so one area was fitness conferences. And I was a group fitness instructor and personal trainer. So I just started speaking um, at fitness conferences because there was no sports psychology. And then I would find a university. So University of Colorado and Colorado Springs, they didn't have sports psychology. So I called and offered to, to speak and offer to teach and I kind of just spread my wings and see what and see what took and um, and now I kind of do a little bit of everything which I love. I love how it sounds like you were looking for where the gaps were and we're trying to fill that in with knowledge. I think so many times we don't seek where it's missing to give our expertise. Yes I'd like to think that that was (laughs) such a nice way for you to say it because for me I was just in my head I was like okay where is the competition not? (laughs) But that's another way to put it. So it's all yeah. in perspective, you, right? Yeah, the way you say it is so much more, I don't know, altruistic. And <laughs> love it. And it's true. And it's true. I do love helping others, yes. But I definitely wanted to, to build a career. And, and that, to me, I found, I don't know, kind of how I figured I'd trailblaze through. Well, great. And you're working, like, one-on-one with athletes as well, 
right? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I have a I have a consulting practice, and then professor, and then um, public speaker and content contributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, busy. Mm-hmm. Well, I love um, your blog posts, your video blogs. I think that the video aspect of it has, I think, is much more helpful for me to listen than to read. So, we want to know the secrets of those top athletes that you've been talking about to improve um, our import and performance. So, you discuss mental toughness a lot in your work. How would you define mental toughness? You know, simply put, in my humble opinion, um, mental toughness is really just wanting it more than you fear it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're all afraid. We're afraid of losing. We're afraid of winning because once you win, then you have the expectation from yourself and others to continue to win. The fear of the unknown, the fear of injury, the fear of re-injury. So fear is, is ever-present. I don't think... Uh, even though you may not hear it in interviews from professional athletes, I don't think if you if you get to the truth of the matter, there's a single person out there that isn't afraid of something. Mm-hmm. But the the ability to press mute on those fears and focus on the desire and the want and have that be greater than the fear, to me, that's mental toughness. And then from there, you you utilize certain tools to help you stay focused on, you know, on on you know, on that bullseye, whatever it may be for you on that target. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about this interview and seeing mental toughness, like in a therapeutic approach, we talk about resilience a lot and some people have it and some people don't. And that helps with um, just recovery of all different types of things. Do you think um, you can build on mental toughness and what are some examples of strategies you can use to improve? Oh yeah, absolutely. So in your right, resilience is probably... Well, it's extremely prevalent and it happens every day. I mean, many coaches will say that the athlete who stands or the team that stands on top of the podium at the end of the day is not the perfect athlete or the perfect team, but the athlete or team that recovers best from mistakes, recovers Mm. best from errors, right? And so it's, and that is what what being resilient is about. is taking that blow and getting back up is the, is the bounce back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, I, I, I think most often, or let me put it this way, when athletes call me and they want to book a consultation, usually, actually probably 100% of the time, it's because they have a mental block that they want to conquer. Something mm-hmm. is getting in their way. And a mental block, the way I look at a mental block, is really a negative story that you're telling yourself Real or imagined, doesn't matter. If you believe it, then it's real for you. Real or imagined story that is debilitating your performance, that mm-hmm. is standing in your way of optimal performance. And so we take, in my practice, we take three um, avenues. There are three ways that we can conquer that mental block. And one is to change the situation completely. So and sometimes this is feasible. Sometimes it's logical. Um, change the coach, change the team, change the equipment, change your training schedule, change your training routine, change your nutrition, um, you know, train your, change your mental toughness program. So sometimes you can do that, but other times you can't. It's not, it's not within your control. It's not feasible. Or at the end of the day, you don't really want to. So the other option, number two, is to change the way you look at the situation. So it's changing the story. And this is where cognitive restructuring um, comes in and it's and it's a key focus in in what I do. It's changing the way you look at something. Uh, and again, you know, wanting it more than you fear it is simply changing the story. That would mm-hmm. be one. You know, that's just one way. 
And so we spend a lot of time doing that. And then if option one and two isn't um, achieving everything that we want, there's an option three. And this is where uh, we really just have to suck it up. Uh, (laughs) When it just comes down to it. (laughs) Where's your scientific studies on that? (laughs) Um, You know, and it's, and it's, fun and and it is but it's it's very it's a true statement sometimes you just have to accept what is life is not fair sport is Mm -hmm. not fair you accept what is and as soon as you accept it you know with you know um, as soon as you really accept it like you can't just say okay I accept it but once you start really buying into that acceptance you end up spending less energy on that mental block which Mm -hmm. frees up energy to focus on the things that you can control that are then relevant to your performance yeah I agree. Yeah, you get out of the fight of it once that acceptance comes in. Right. Suck it up. Right. You start, yeah, you start, you stop fighting a a losing battle. Yeah, so it's cool. So those, I mean, really, if you think about it, that's what I do. And then you go into the nitty gritty and the details of how to actually follow through on one or more of those options that I spoke about. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. perfect. Continuing. Yeah, continuing with that. What techniques or tips do you personally use that benefit you either in sport, work, or personal life? Uh, yeah. So for me, for me in my, in my career, whether I'm, you know, I'm going to hike I, after teaching today, I'm literally going to, they call it the Manitou incline just outside of Colorado Springs. And I'm going to go walk up these stairs for, and it's, it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. So I can tell you what I'm going to use through that. And I apply that to my business as well as if I'm ever in competition as well. Uh, I'm a big, I, I love music. So to me, I like to, you know, chicken or the egg, what comes first, emotions or thoughts? Sometimes your thoughts come first and then they affect your emotions. And sometimes they feel like you get into this emotional state and then you're more, uh, you're, you're more capable of controlling your thoughts. So I'm going to for sure throw on some music that's going to put me in a positive, optimal emotional state that's more conducive to something we call a flow. If you've ever heard of flow or being in the zone. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to allow me to get really focused in on the challenge and the confidence I'm going to bring. So that's one thing, music. I also really believe in short, um, short-term short process goals. So when I'm hiking today, there is inevitably, inevitably going to come a point where I am challenged, where I'm struggling. And so I'm going to bring it right down to the one thing I know I can control. And I'm probably going to repeat to myself, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Because I can put my right left forward no matter how tired I am. And then I can put my left foot forward. So process goal setting is really huge for me. Sometimes I may even count my steps. And then so I'll walk for 100 steps and then I'll rest for 15. And then I'll go back and walk for 100. So goal setting um, is I'm, I'm a really big believer in that. Do I believe in, in long term? I don't necessarily set five-year goals you know, five-year plans for myself and my business or my life or with my athletes. If I have one, if they have one, great. I don't, I don't shy away from it, but I'm a big believer in looking at and looking at what we control in the present moment. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Walt Disney and he said, this whole thing started with a dream and a mouse. (laughs) So I, you know, so throw it out there. What's your dream? Have that vision, but then bring it back down to what we're doing today. So goal setting is another one. Visualize, visualization, so imagery, that, was, that is definitely one of my top um, mental toughness tools that I use for myself and my athletes. And, and it's not just imaging the perfect performance. 
it's also imaging and visualization resilience, visualizing resilience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what can go wrong? Yeah. What can go wrong? Creating that what, that what if plan and then visualizing your way out of it. That probably brings down their anxiety too, because then they can already visualize what it's like if they hit the wall, how are they going to get through it? Right. Absolutely. It's okay, right? You visualize and like, okay, it's okay. And I've been here before, mm-hmm. even though it's maybe just been in my head. I've been here before. And so now, you know, I have my plan and I have my focus and this is what I'm going to do to pull out of it. So, yeah, you know, music to set my emotional state is huge, I believe, for me and many of the athletes that I work with. Goal setting, bringing it really down to the, to the process, controllable, relevant goals that we can uh, take on every day in the moment. And then um, imagery and visualization would be uh, would be top for me too. And through those three things, um, you know, we change our we change the way we talk to ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. And the and, and our and our self talk, our dialogue, um, actually not just self, but to ourselves and others, is really what creates um, the. Behave, creates behaviors because our thoughts affect our emotions, which then affect our behaviors and our performance. Mm-hmm. So through those three techniques, we really learn to be supportive of ourselves instead of critical of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm dying to know what what's on your your playlist, your jams yeah. to get in the zone. <laughs> oh God, I knew you were going to ask that. I'm going to be totally embarrassed. <laughs> um, you know, right now I'm kind of listening to. Um, uh, it depends. It's so eclectic. Sometimes it's top forty. Sometimes it's country. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's sometimes it's Disney. I already I already you know let it all out that I'm a Disney fan and I like <laughs> Walt Disney. So you know sometimes it's really as simple as as you know Frozen, letting it go. Uh, um, you know hopefully there's a remix there somewhere. But um, you know Kygo is something that I'm I'm listening to right now as well. To me and and sometimes I just like classic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, 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 it depends on the mood that I'm in. So I, I always have them prepped, but sometimes I just want lyrics. So mm-hmm. I need to hear the words to help me change my mood state. Sometimes it's instrumental. So I need to hear the, the melody and the dynamics, sorry, the, the dynamics of it. And sometimes it is just, you know, feel good, you know, sure. rock and roll. So yeah. it, it totally depends. Totally. I used to teach, I used to teach indoor cycling. And they never knew what they were going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a variety. Keeps them on their toes. <laughs> no, I didn't teach. I didn't fight on country on a on a on a indoor cycle bike, but yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds you, like you've got a good hike on your hands uh, this afternoon. We're a little jealous here. Yeah, Kara's <laughs> a mountaineer. Uh-huh. She loves the mountains. Um, yeah, I want to definitely give you time to talk about. You have a new book coming out. Is that right? Entitled Guidebook to Gold. Yeah, I'm still writing it. So I've got um, Guidebook to Gold, and then there's a One Minute Mindset, which is the mm-hmm. keynote that I deliver. So I'm kind of working on both. The one, both, I, I'm, I really want to put together something very like an airplane read, something that you can read very quickly. Just give me the meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the Guidebook to Gold is really almost like short stories. So there's mm. a sports psychologist, and athletes come and see that, that sports psychologist with different mental blocks, and that sports psychologist helps the specific athlete conquer those mental blocks. And so through these short stories, I'm going to be teaching how to incorporate certain mental toughness tools to conquer specific mental blocks. Okay. So that's the that's the guidebook to gold, mm-hmm. and and um, the one minute mindset is really I strongly believe that when you 
when you have the the foundation, when you have the tools and techniques, you can you can change the way you can change your thinking in sixty seconds or less. You can make a good or bad decision for yourself in sixty seconds or less. So it's it's really about all the things. You know, it's not even sport. It's you know, do I want one cookie or two? Do I want one glass of wine or the or the the bottle? Um, and it's it's really when you do the prep work ahead of time and you get to this situation. No matter the peer pressure, no matter the emotional state, you have the strength to make a good decision in sixty seconds or less. So that's mm-hmm. the one minute mindset. That's okay. part of the keynote that I, I deliver. Those. Yeah, check those out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm still I'm still writing, but yeah, I'm working on those. I'm still working on them, but they but they are in process. Well, you let us know when you're finished, and we'll we'll be doing some advertising for yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, so Haley, we always like to finish each interview with how our um, interviewees live out the fit philosophy. So how do you balance performance, health, intellect, and then taking time for self? <laughs> I will be honest, I'm really good at resting and recovery and personal time. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's what we love to hear. No We're kidding. all about it here. You know, one of the companies, there's a company called the Human Performance Institute based in Orlando, and I'm one of their performance coaches. And we and uh, we believe in stressing on purpose and recovering on purpose. Mm, I like that. And, and so I, I uh, it's, it's oscillation. And a lot of the times, you know, a lot of people that I that I um, speak with, it's I will rest and I'll take me time when I have the time. But the reality is, you you know, often you never have the time. But professional athletes, they don't recover when they have the time. It is built into their program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is mandatory. So I I absolutely, you know, for so I'll tell you one specific way. So I live up in the mountains as much as you know uh, when I can. So I split my time between Canada. I'm in Canada. I'm a Canadian resident, but because I teach at the University of Colorado, I'm here quite a bit and traveling around and speaking in the U.S. So I often am up in the mountains, and uh, in the winter and the summer, I won't schedule athletes, like consulting consultations, until 11 a.m. And so what I do in the morning is I wake up, and uh, I do my best writing in the morning, so sometimes mm-hmm. I just wake up and I want to write. But other times, it's a powder day, and I want to go ski powder, or it's a beautiful sunshine, and I want to go ski on some groomers, or I want to go hike a mountain. So I almost start with me time. Now, I have the luxury to do so. I understand that many people do not. But the life that I live and, and the, the business that I've built for myself, I start with me time, which then fuels me to get down and work. I also know myself and I I cannot work for more than really 90 minutes, two hours without taking at least a 15 minute just stand up and move, go outside and breathe in some fresh air and listen to a few songs. So I, I definitely focus on incorporating recovery and renewal time into my day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. 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 Building me time first thing. <laughs> yes. You should, Becca. <laughs> on the calendar. <laughs> well, Haley, thanks so much for coming on. And um, we can't wait to hear about the, the books coming out and safe travels throughout the rest of the country this week. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. We'll Thanks have a good day. Mm-hmm. Bye, Queens. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor today, Sentimano Counseling. Sentimano Counseling is the premier perinatal mental health practice in Kansas City, treating mood disorders during pregnancy and postpartum, perinatal loss, infertility, eating, and exercise disorders. Go to sentimano.com for further information about the practice and services.
For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. And Hashtag Fit for a Queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.